Um, let's talk about you, Shannon. <laughs> what season is it? It's the season of the pumpkin spiced latte, also known as PSL season. Hashtag PSL. Yeah, and I love it. So I wait for PSL season like I wait for Friday at 3 o'clock. Oh, right. Yeah, it's empty. She already drank it. (laughs) So Rosa sends me a text and it's like, yo, class is running late. I'm probably just going to pull up to the house at noon. And I was like, ain't no thing. I'm just fixing to leave my house and I have to have coffee. And I'm not talking about, like, I'm a black coffee drinker. So, like, at home I had three cups of coffee. But I left the house. For a treat. And, well, I'm going to do a thing that is not work. So, obviously, the only way I can accomplish. Is with a little treat. All of the things on my to-do list is to get myself a venti pumpkin cream cold brew and a pumpkin loaf. A caffeinated treat. I love a caffeinated treat. You know, my Starbucks order is... A matcha green tea iced latte with oat milk, venti. I, I do love that too. Yeah. With you're gonna put something weird in it. Three pumps of sugar-free vanilla syrup. Oh, I'm allergic. Can't do that. Hot fire. You're allergic to vanilla? No. <laughs> you are so offended. I can't believe that. I'm allergic to artificial sweetener. Oh, aspartame. Really? What happens? Uh, it feels like my tongue is swelling up and I'm gonna die. Like my face itches. Oh, you like anaphylactic, like. It's not anaphylactic because I've never had that response, but I like my tongue gets like, like it oh feels. Oh my like, god! Have you tried Swerve, like sugar alcohols? No. Sugar alcohols are sick because it's basically it's from sugar, and there's like twenty years of study. Because you know aspartame, all that shit is so fucking bad for you. It's, it's like not good cancerous. for your brain. It's super cancerous. Says the guy that drinks literally like at least seven. Coke zeros a week, okay? Don't come for me. Um, Don't worry, I'll come for her. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, but Swerve, which is sugar alcohol, there's another like scientific name for it. It's just sugar, but it's processed a little differently. Mm. And there is, in 20 years that they've been doing research, there is actually no no signs of any damage. And there are things about it that are really good for you. Like diabetics can totally eat it. No fucking problem. Here's the thing. I am not a sweets person. Same. Generally. So, like, I don't find... This is the thing that I've, like, disclosed the no artificial sweetener thing to people. And they're just like, oh, my God, how do you live? Like, I don't drink soda pop. I gave it up many years ago and have never gone back. Um, My carbonated beverages of choice are beer or sparkling water, which also Mm -hmm. has no sugar in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And like I do like I like a baked good, but the thing that will kill me is sodium mm. because I love a savory treat. Same. I want a, an entire basket of French fries and an entire basket of onion rings. Same. At the same time. Yeah. You know, it's ranch. funny, though. I used to be able to eat like that all the time. And now because I'm getting old, I can't. Oh, the fried foods? And even no, thinking God. about them, even thinking about them where it used to be like, oh, I don't care. It's like worth it. I can't. I can't eat McDonald's anymore, even though I love it so much. Oh. I can't eat it because it makes me super, super sick, like instantly, like within 45 minutes. This is the second time this week, and I realize that we're recording on a Monday, so I'm counting the weekend as this week, 
but that McDonald's has come up in a conversation. I like, love McDonald's. It's actually like the foundation of who I am as a person. I ate McDonald's at my dad. <laughs> this explains so much. My dad was a single dad doing his goddamn best with a absolutely emotionally wrecked young daughter <laughs> who had boobs, like fully C-cut breasts by the third grade. Honestly, any parent, even a mother would have struggled. But my poor dad really trying to do his best. But also he brought me a double quarter pounder with a supersized fries and a Coca-Cola to my school for lunch Every single day from third grade until sixth grade. Fuck, really? And if it wasn't that, it was the large box of Yoshinoya. Have you had Yoshinoya? Uh, I think there's like maybe only one somewhere in Sacramento, but in the Bay, in the South Bay, at least they're everywhere. I don't think there's any in L.A. There were, yes. Oh, there is. There were. Oh, I don't okay. know if there are any more, but there were when I was a oh, kid. Oh, God, I could fuck up some Yoshinoya right now. Anyways, it was that or that. And with the Yoshinoya also came a little piece of cheesecake and a large Coke. I ate that every single yeah. fucking day for three years. And um, like, obviously, weight stuff doesn't need to be addressed because I have ha- struggled with like complicated eating addiction my whole life. Does my dad bringing me fast food have anything to do with that? Probably. I totally forgive him. He was really just couldn't say no to me. He I was, mean, that was really the. He still can't. He can't. He still can't. Um, But also just like hormonally, like thinking about the way that eating that kind of food, because we didn't have the same information, access to information about totally. like fast food and processed yeah, food totally. and like, you know, giving beef hormones and all of those things that was kind of just like on the brink of like of happening at that time in the 90s and early 2000s. Anyways, when I say that McDonald's is a foundation of who I am, I'm like not being sarcastic. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. And I miss it. There's like, you know, the little onions and the ketchup on the cheeseburger. So good. It makes me sick. Can't do it. I am. Sorry, I need to stop. It's a thing. I need to stop yucking people's yum. Um, I, I don't eat meat, but... Well, the good news the, is those burgers are plastic. Oh, 100. So. <laughs> uh, so I don't eat McDonald's and I don't eat their French fries because their French fries are also not vegetarian. That's true, right? Um, but when I did eat meat, which was quite a long time ago, ugh, meat and cheese combined, like a cheeseburger, the way that I would gag, I... I cannot. It's like you're meant to be a vegetarian because to me, those two things are like meant to be. I never, never liked cheeseburgers because the like the mixture of meat and cheese just I can't. But I used to fuck up a McDonald's hamburger when I was a kid, especially when they were 29 cents. They were in a white wrapper. Do you remember that? They were in a white wrapper. And what I would do is take the little hamburger and I would pull the crust off so that it like the bun matched the size of the patty (laughs) and then I would eat around I would center the pickle and then I would eat around the pickle and my last bite would be the pickle with a bunch of the little tiny onions oh the onions man and the ketchup that's crazy and cool it's the perfect bite and sexy you're like that one TLC your McDonald's eating experience is like that one TLC album crazy sexy cool yeah and on that note (laughs) on with the show <laughs> Brown girl, the party. Yeah. <laughs> so, books. 
Am I right? Books. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's me, Rosa. And me, Shannon. We're the Brown Girls at the Book Party. We're so glad you're here. This is like liberating experience that I'm having right now because this is our first free form episode, baby. Whoa, it is. We come with no homework. We come with no baggage. We're just out here living our best life, reading the books we want to read. Living free and sit dancing. I'm here for it. Yeah, same. So, yeah, as I'm sure you've heard, we stopped at least for now hiatus. You know, we're just we're even though we're almost a year in, we are still figuring out who we are and our identity on this here book talk. And also in life. (laughs) (laughs) Art imitates life, imitates (laughs) art. (laughs) Um, and so we are for now no longer assigning books for you to read and for us to read. It's incredibly freeing. I feel like I did when I left my first husband. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the comedy spot. We are the brown girls at the book party. Man. Uh, yeah. For reals, though, it is because we are two people who are chronically DTM like doing too much just all of the time it's It's like trying to schedule in when you're gonna take a shit because Mm -hmm. that is how life happens I haven't gotten to that part of my schedule today oh (laughs) I did um that's the three cups of coffee and four cigarettes nice and the PSL oh I I take multiple shits, shits a day, so there will be another one. Yeah. Um, hashtag vegetarian. Freeing. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but it is. I have to say that not. I mean, I know we are reading family lore, not <laughs> folklore. We're reading family lore by Elizabeth Acevedo. Um, but it has been great to like have that book and be like, I'm going to get to it when I get to it and not feel the pressure of like. Oh fuck! I put this off, and I need to have it done by tomorrow's podcast appointment. And then the next day, one of us texts the other and is like, "It's not going to work. I can't record today." <laughs> like we're yeah. not on that like no vicious cycle. I think the thing is when I first like envisioned this podcast, I didn't want to be like so many other book podcasts, and so I felt this like dire need to create something different on the internet. And by doing that, I mean, I think the concept of a monthly book club that exists on a platform that you can access whenever you want is really cool, theoretically. Yeah. But it really makes it so that you're missing content of us because we're both pretty ravenous readers. And that's the thing that I think, like, we don't really need to be doing anything extra because we both read so much and we have so much to talk about in the way of books. Totally. That we were creating more work for ourselves than was necessary. And I think that there might be opportunities in the future where, uh, you know, for example, if there was a sequel to I Have Some Questions for You or some book, a book that really spoke to us by like a shared favorite author or something, I could absolutely see us being like, hey, this month we are going to read this, that we are going to come back and circle back and talk about this book. Um, but we don't need to do that every month and we don't need to do that to you guys. We want this. We Accessibility has always been extremely important to us. We want yeah. you to be able to tune in whenever you want. We don't want you to shy away from it just because you haven't read the book. 
And that was happening a lot. I mean, people that are in my real life who are listening to the podcast are like, oh, I really want to listen to the episode, but I haven't finished the book, yeah, so I don't want to listen constantly. to the episode. And like, so, yeah. It so was happening is, constantly. It's mutually beneficial that we have changed things up in yes. the way that we have. But again, we have continued to ravenously consume books. And we're here to talk about some of those books right now. Fuck yeah, we are. First and foremost, I think that we both really want to talk about Lisa Jewell. Oh, Yeah. Okay. I heard when you said Lisa Jewell just now, I heard residual and I was like, what? (laughs) We both want to talk about residual. (laughs) Like the fuck is that? (laughs) Um, No, Lisa Jewell, who is the queen of freaking bizarro, weird, true crime ish mystery thrillers. Did I do a good job? Yeah. Her books are weird, man. Her books are super weird. Often young women with older men, which is something that you pointed out to me that I had not. Yes. I don't know how much I love. I mean, if we're getting to this, the crux of it, that is something I struggle with. I feel like she's a little obsessed with it. Although. So actually actually, it did come up. I was just going to say, yes, all three of the books that I've read by her have that theme in it. I think that in a lot of ways, like, because after you brought that up to me, I was like, wait, shit, is that true? Because I've read a shit ton of her books. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that the reason is probably because, unfortunately, we live in a world where older men are fucking up younger women. Like it's true. And so she, you know, it's like art. Art imitates life, remember? Yes, um, imitates art. But it's like an easier, it's a, it's a thing that she can use. That is super relatable. Yes. Um, And that fucking sucks. It's true. And she does it in such a like pervasive way. I feel like it's just so the way that she writes really puts you right in the fucking center of it. Right in the heart of it. And just, you know, like you had mentioned smells. She'll write about like smells. She'll write about like it's a very sensory experience. And um it's just kind of like a gut punch after gut punch after gut punch in some ways where mm-hmm. you're just trying to keep up with like the weirdness of it, you know, just giving you goosebumps, making your all the hairs all over your body stand on end. Not in a scary way, though. So no. that's like a thing because I can't do scary and Shannon can. And I love scary. She loves scary. There's a cross section for us. I love true crime. But I have to be really careful with it and I can't engage with it too much. Like I read two Lisa Jewell. Actually, I kind of read three Lisa Jewell books basically back to back in the last like two months. And I had to like actively take a break and then read. um, I think I read Striptease after that, which we can talk about in a moment. But um, it's a memoir about American apparel. Oh, shit. Did you see? No. Oh, okay. Put a pin in that. Um. But it's not it's not like spooky. It's not at all like a. It's no. not like. Yeah. I mean, it. her books. It's not are, horror. They are definitely not horror. They are th- edge of your seat thrillers like. Um, and yes. and I would say like even I think even thriller is like a. I think they're edge of your seat mysteries like they are full of suspense you are immediate. I mean, for me anyway, you are immediately captivated by the story. It's just like, let me, 
I cannot wait to continue turning this page. I ate up um, watching you, which was yes. it's her most recent. No. no, no, no. Her most recent is none of this is true, which was so crazy. If anybody read none of this is true or watching you or the family upstairs. Those oh, are the three books upstairs. that I read that I know that you also read. So we have like full crossover on that. Yeah. You, have you read The Family Remains? No, I have it though. So I yeah. listened to Watching You and The Family Upstairs and I read None of This Is True. And all three of those books are so wild in totally different ways. There there are like overarching themes again in every single one of those books as a trigger warning. There is a uh, older male relationships with young girls. And I don't mean like 19. I mean like no, yeah. 15 or 16. Right. So that is like trigger warning. And I'm still skeptical a little bit like of that theme being so present in her novels. And I'm interested to see where they go because like in none of this is true. It was not just like straight up. This dude's bad because he's been doing this. It's like a little bit more complicated than yeah. that. So anyways, I mean, I, that is not a dig on her yet. <laughs> I think the jury is still <laughs> out. Yes, for sure. Like, I'm skeptical of anything that is, you know, potentially romanticizing that in any kind of way. But her writing is fascinating. and it's so good. I'm always just, like, so impressed, of course, with authors that can produce such large... She has a large body of work. Yeah. And she her books and- are good. I have not read one that I don't like. And I was actually just looking up the other ones that I have read. Like then she was gone and invisible girl and the night she disappeared. Um, the girls in the garden, like I also the family upstairs having a sequel is like dream come true. Have you read it yet? No, I have it. I also have it. I'm excited. I think I'm going to read it after family lore. Oh, sick. Um, so I will say, like, the the peak of interest for me with None of This is True. She was an author that I wasn't aware of at that time that that book came out. You de- definitely were. You yeah. were already, like, a super fan. None of This is True piqued my interest because it is about a podcast right. and a murder relating to a podcast. Yeah. And the podcast... Oh, no, it's not also about murders. Anyways, I am forever chasing the high of I Have Some Questions for You because that was definitely top three best books I've read this year. I think probably my favorite book that we read on the pod. Oh, for sure. Um, Without a doubt. And I thought it was going to be similar. It's not. It's not similar. But it is a fascinating, like, single white female stalkery, like, imprinting your life upon my life vibe, which I think that anybody who likes a true crime mystery fucks with that story arc for sure. Um, It is so good. If you have not read anything by Lisa Jewell, we both, Shannon and I both absolutely actively do it. Yeah. Thumbs up to that. And also I would say start with none of this is true um, Mm. because it is so, I mean, I guess Invisible Girl is also great. All of her books are great, but none of this is true is one. It's her newest. And so there's going to be more like contemporary touch points. Um, but I think in reading none of this is true, I was the most involved in who the bad guy was. Yeah. Um, same. And I'm always trying to figure it out. Also the, the woman in it, 
whose name, of course, I can't remember now. I know. I'm terrible at re- character um, retention. Just, like, her obsession with denim and, like, just these yeah. little details yeah. that Lisa Jewell is so good at bringing it in and being like, why does that feel so weird? Like, why yeah. is that just – I see this person oh, and, God, and it's so, so bizarre. Um, also, Lisa Jewell, if you're listening to this – we, we would not to be dramatic, but we would both die for you to be our first Brown Girl Book Party oh, special guest. Special guest, hell yeah, that would be amazing. We would just like drool the entire time, she, not be able to say any words. She responded to uh, the book review I did about mm-hmm. her, so obviously that means that uh, we're best friends now. I'm, I am the girl, and none of this is true. And Lisa mm-hmm. Jewell is the podcaster. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm oh. just kidding, Lisa Jewell. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, so anyway, read her books. Yeah, read her books. We love her. Okay, what else cool thing are you reading? You go next. Uh, well, I want to talk about the thing that I'm anticipating. Yes. Which is um, I entered into my fantasy era mm. and finally decided to figure out what the Fuck all the hype was about with um, the fourth wing by Rebecca Yaros. I don't know anything about this. Okay, it's all over the fucking internet. Like, Inst- Bookstagram is living for the fourth wing, and I know why. Oh, she's got the answers, baby. So, what had happened was I had like some extra points in my like Kindle shop or whatever. So, I got it for. I downloaded it for $0, but I probably spent at least $700 in order to get those points. Nice. Um, And I was in between reading an excellent book called Sisters of the Lost Nation by Nick Medina, uh, which is a like horror suspense um, folk tale about indigenous missing and murdered women and it is just so fucking good but after that I had this like I have to read something different because I had read like seven thriller mystery horror books prior so I was like I need to make a switch so then the fourth wing comes up download it on my kindle read the first page and I was in it wow. I the way are there like fairies in it no fairies. There are dragons. Elves. There are dragons. I, I'm no like elves. real fantasy light. I like. Dude, but this is like fantasy. Also, there's like smut involved. Well, that's the thing is that so much of this fantasy, especially the stuff on book talk and stuff, I feel yeah. like it is very smut forward. It yeah. is like fantasy. Smut fantasy is having its moment and it's right now. Yeah. It's like this is like um, there is the underlying like generational saga of like what is the kid gonna gonna be or do um and what the parent wants the kid to to be and then forbidden love and um saving the universe and all of that is all of that is in there um i was just honestly any i probably read it in like four to six sittings and it did not matter what I was doing between picking up my book. It could have been my most favorite thing on the planet. And I, all I could think about was reading the book. Oh, I love that Like, feeling. I was 
That's it. I wanted to cancel plans. I wanted to call out of my marriage. <laughs> uh, I wanted to not go to work. I just wanted to read this book. And its sequel is coming out in November. I'm so Iron happy Flame. for you. I am creaming my chonies over it. That is the high that every book reader is chasing forever. 100%. And we are lucky when we get it. And actually, I felt that way with all of Lisa, Lisa Jewell's books. Like, I, I think yeah. I mentioned to you... I was reading None of This is True and like went camping with a couple of my close friends and all of our kids. And like I was sneaking into my tent during camping to like read pages of this book. So I feel that I'm also so excited. I'm excited for the sequel to The Family Upstairs. What's it called? The sequel to uh, The Family Remains. The Family Remains. Um, I'm excited about that and I'm excited for you. I don't think that I am at my um, fairies fucking they're not fairies. Era. Okay, They're sorry. humans. <laughs> They're humans fucking. Okay, I like that better. I, I And maybe, okay, I'm going to give it a try. I'm putting a little asterisk next to it. It's it's going on to my TBR. You think I will like it? Oh, that's such a difficult question. It is an incredibly difficult question. Because I also don't want to say that you're going to like it. Because I feel like, I think you'll, I think, I think you'll like it. I mean, I love Harry Potter. It'll be a it's break. not like I hate fantasy books. It's gonna, it'll be like a break from the other things that you're reading, yeah. but you're still going to have something in it that is uh, just like s- super fucking enjoyable. Okay, I I'm mean, excited. it's over 400 pages. We love it. Which is a thing. But you won't know that. Yes. Like you're reading it and, you're, and it's done and you read the last sentence and you're just like, your chest is ripped open and you just need to know what's going to happen next. And lucky for you. The sequel comes out in November. We love it. Yeah. So. Okay. It's going on in my TBR. I would like to talk right now about Mad Honey. Um, we don't have very much time left. I have to go get my children. Um, do you know? Do you know of Jodie Picoult? I read the one that turned into the movie. What is that? Couldn't tell you. I just know it turned into a movie and I watched it. Did you like the book? A dying kid. A kid has a disease. Maybe. Don't know. Okay. Well. Sounds sounds like a book or a movie if you ask me. <laughs> um. Okay. Man, no, I don't. But I did see your story where you were actively crying. It's just like actively weeping and it, driving. It is. It is. Which my, is a common thread for us. Yes. It's, it is my book talk brand. Okay. I'm obsessed with this book. I'm late to the party. I think it came out in like 2018 or 2019. This is like a oh, pre-pandemic okay. book. It is so fucking good. And I'm having that experience that you just described. I mean, not to that same degree where it's all I'm thinking about, but... I am happy to go on a long walk or to spend a little extra time on the treadmill or in the kitchen or whatever I'm doing, driving in my car, because it means I get to listen a little bit longer. It is gutting as a mother of sons. It is um, really made me have to interface with some internal feelings about... And I don't want to give too much away. And actually, I'm still actively reading it, so I have no idea what happens. But it is a it is a murder mystery. It is true crime. Uh, oh, it is so good. Well, I should probably read it. Then. It is about a teenage couple, and the girlfriend dies, and and okay. and it's an exploration within that. And all of the characters, sort of existing outside of it, also have their own things going on. I just hit a point in the book that had the biggest twist, and I can't. I don't want to talk about it until I've finished it and until you've read it. So this is like something we should come back to okay. if you decide to read it. It is so it is it is one of the best mysteries I've read this year for sure. Um, 
But I will say that it's had to make me really think about like, oh, or really recognize as as much as I am a feminist, as much as I, like I am also the mother of sons and having to think about like, oh, if my kid did something atrocious, which I don't know if the, the son in the book, yeah, I really have no idea mm-hmm. if he's guilty or not. And if you know, listeners, don't you ruin it for me. No, no don't fuck this up for don't us. fuck it up. No DM slides until after I tell you I finished the book. Stay out of our DMs. But, you know, it made me realize, like, oh, I would die for my kid. <laughs> like, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think, like, conceptually is the thing that I already knew. But it really, at the at the base of this story, there is a mother who is on this roller coaster ride because um, her son is convicted of something. Um, and I, again, don't know yet if he's guilty or not. But that is what the story is about, more, even more so for me, at least, than it is about him it is about the experience for this mother yeah well this and is it's very extremely well written from what i understand of her books it's very on brand for her then oh yeah i don't know anything about her i didn't even know that she was like a <clears throat> uh it, it was recommended to me because of something else that i read on audible um and i mean i was hooked from the beginning also she is a beekeeper uh, the mom, the main character is the beekeeper. And I'm really impressed with this author's ability to just, I mean, I have learned so much about beekeeping and just like the through inner, this book. yes, through this book and this inner, the inner working of like the lives of bees and like the Don't way you that they exist. love that when they're you're like, cra- also oh, bees, bees are, are crazy. Yeah, yeah, I sure. had no for idea. Sure. Um, yeah. so that's what I'm going to say. Read mad honey and let's talk about it. Um, I think we've made a little list of all the books that we talked about today and we will make put it. them on the thing. Yeah, we're going to put them on the thing. We're going to put them on the Internet, <laughs> on Al Gore's Internet. And um, I think that's all we have time for today. Yeah, Rosa's got to go get her kids. She's already late. I know. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, tune in again probably soon. And if you want to hear us talk about a book that we read together, Read Family Lore by Elizabeth Acevedo. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. Now are not making ends meet. Many of them are not hitting like the critical number of books that they need to sell so that they can continue staying open and they're not paying to keep their doors open out of their own pockets. And uh, because of late stage capitalism, it's very taboo and uncomfortable to just like say that directly. So I'm going to do it because I don't own those bookstores and I'm going to tell you, um, you know, it is convenient, of course, for us to put these books in our Amazon carts. I am guilty of it sometimes as well, Um, but I am making a really concerted effort this month. So we really would love for you to do the same and buy from a local bookstore because they need us. And um, I just imagine for a moment, imagine a world with no small bookstores. No, I will not do that. I don't like that idea. Okay. I'm the Al Gore of small bookstores. (laughs) It is 2006 and I need you to envision a world with no small bookstores. Um, Is that when, is that when that movie came out? What's it called? An Inconvenient Truth. An Inconvenient Truth, yeah. Oh God, I want to know if I got the date right. Um, Is it relevant? But also breaking news for July, we are going to follow us on social if you aren't already. Um, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Literally 2006. I never get anything right anymore. 
Continue Look at with her go. more relevant information than <laughs> me um, happening to know when Al Gore's documentary came out. I love that you know that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, breaking news for July. Follow us on Instagram, Brown Girl Book Party. Uh, we will be announcing our first in-person meetup to discuss the book, Delayed Americans, a novel by Brandon Taylor. <laughs> We are not, we're not <laughs> announcing the date right now because I was doing my smut voice and Shannon was doing her This American Life voice. So you're welcome. Catch us for voices. Which is a thing. I know. I am also on I know. I was... a podcast. <laughs> I'm on another podcast. It's called Voices. River City. Um. Anyway. We, we don't need... know the location of or anything yet. I work in the food industry, so my schedule is annoying, and I never know when I'm available until like two seconds before the week starts. But we are going to give you more notice than that. Yeah, we are. Probably two days. <laughs> um, so follow us on you. social. And yeah, we would love for anybody that wants to come hang out with us, have some drinks and snacks, and talk about the book, you know? Um we would love to have you there. We're really looking forward to it. We can't promise air conditioning, except we can, because we don't go anywhere that doesn't have air conditioning. So this fat body doesn't yeah. go places that don't have air conditioning. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that aware of my skin folds. Okay. On a closing note, Shannon, um, what's something that you recommend for readers to listen to or read that you've recently finished and liked? <laughs> okay. So here's the thing is that I was in a huge um, I've been in a huge book book lull and the way that I get out of that um, is yeah I like listen to podcasts and shit but I'm starting The Long Walk by Stephen King Ooh, um, because I love Stephen King and it's one of his books that I haven't read it's a short one is it old oh yes it's funny that it's short and it's called The Long Walk (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, what's it about? It is about a group of boys that have to walk, and if you stop, you die. What? You're lying. No, I'm not, dude. Only Stephen King. He's like, what if? He's just like sitting in his like chair his, yeah. in his library. He's like, what if I wrote a book <laughs> about a bunch of boys that could never stop walking? They just have to go on a long walk. And also the thing about this is that it's written under his pseudonym. Uh, yeah. A different name. Not because he has um, his publishers were like, you're public. You are writing books at a pace that is like incredibly difficult to keep up with. So we cannot publish all of these books by you. Um, so they agreed to publish books under his pseudonym. Wow. Which is uh, Richard Bachman. That's silly. I love hearing people's pseudonyms because they're so weird. Like that asshole J.K. Rowling unfortunately right. wrote a series of really, really good mysteries under um, a pseudonym Robert Galbraith, I think. Of course she would pick a what white man's the name. fuck? Yeah, True. Damn, that's really some serious deep-seated commentary on um, on her transphobia, too. Oh, hell of yeah. That's interesting. J.K. Rowling? You know? If your queer is closeted, even though you're an asshole, we'll, we're still here for you. Yeah, we are. We open our doors to you. 
<laughs> um, well, I also have been reading shit books. I just finished a book called The Alyssa's Man. Honestly, I was so excited to read it. It's like, do you know the story? Are you familiar? No. It's these three girls and they were all named Alyssa. This is like a true, true, not crime. It's not true crime. They were like very upper middle class East Coast Jewish American princesses that were like like self-proclaimed Jewish American princesses, moneyed, all had different issues, ended up at the same like boarding school, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And they all died separately in different ways. Well, shit. (laughs) So it sounds like super compelling, right? I was just like so excited. It's like a look into the troubled teen industry, which is fascinating. And like, definitely I learned some things, but God, I just like, don't read it. Don't listen to it. Okay. Well, I didn't like it. I mean, I finished it because that's a dumb thing I do, but it wasn't, um, enjoyable yeah it just um the writing was good the writer's good i'm excited to like read more of her stuff i just like am not super i don't know i just was like okay like addiction is so so real no matter who you are addiction does not there's like a famous aa quote i'm a daughter of addicts and grew up in that um in that world and you know there's a famous quote I don't remember exactly what it is but it's something like you know addiction doesn't judge like addiction is for it is doesn't judge it's for everybody oh yes you know it touches everybody like your money your skin color like that stuff does not stop you from becoming an addict right um and that is true but also I just like there was just like I'm not super interested in reading about like rich people I don't know I was just like no 100 you know yeah, but we're gonna, everything is going to change in July because we're reading The Late Americans, which is going to be sick. Yeah, but it's exciting. We're excited, and we hope you join us um, in real life this time. So we'll keep you posted on those deets, mans. Yeah, Women's, hell yeah. People, humans, humans. Dogs, fish, cats. Kittens. Kittens. Dude, I am looking so spectacular right now because of all these, like, sun beams are hitting my camera in a really That's specific angle. Not my testimony. My angle is a little bit different. But Compare whatever. and contrast. Okay. We love you, Brown Girl Book Party folkies. XOXO. Bye. Bye. Brown Girl Book Party.